0: Hello, this is Michael Wilton, and thank you for joining me for the SaskWheat Outlook for August 22nd. You can find the detailed written report online at the Saskwheat website. Wheat markets were lower last week on a combination of slow demand, improving Black Sea exports, a reportedly larger crop from India, and harvest pressure. Chicago soft red winter wheat futures were down 53 cents, closing the week at $7.53. Kansas, hard red winter wheat futures were down 45 cents from last week, closing at $8.44. Minneapolis, hard red spring wheat futures were down 45 cents, closing the week at $8.74. This Monday morning, wheat is currently trading 10 to 15 cents higher. For the significant purchases and trades, We did not hear of any new business last week as high freight costs and premiums are keeping buyers reluctant and cautious. The tender that we expected from Iraq was cancelled. U.S. weekly wheat sales were 207,000 tons. This was below trade expectations. Now for some of the most important news that happened last week. Starting in Canada, spring wheat harvest is just getting going across the western prairies. Spring wheat harvest in Saskatchewan is 1% complete. Winter wheat and fall rye harvest in Manitoba is almost done. Rye yields have been average, which is 75 to 85 bushels per acre. This is lower than most were expecting. Winter wheat yields, meanwhile, were low, at 60 to 75 bushels per acre. Basis levels in the northern states and Canada are relatively strong as we enter harvest time. This is largely a function of the late harvest, but it could also mean there is some decent demand, as basis levels in the U.S. are strong, despite their ongoing harvest progress. We are concerned about rail performance this year. Coal prices have soared since the Russian invasion in Ukraine. Rail companies are enjoying moving coal, and we worry they may favor coal over movement of grain. It will be interesting to see if these basis levels remain elevated once harvest starts in earnest this coming week or two. Durham harvest has begun in Alberta, and is 8% done in Saskatchewan. The Argus Crop Tour lowered their average Durham yield slightly to 39.5 bushels per acre. We have not heard of any harvested yields yet but we have heard that lentil yields in some of the Durham-producing areas of Saskatchewan and Alberta have been less than expected. In the U.S., winter wheat harvest in the U.S. is 90% complete. Progress has slowed as harvest moves further north. Spring wheat conditions in the U.S. were unchanged at 64% good to excellent. Harvest progress rose 7% from last week and is now 16% complete. The U.S. Durham crop is 19% harvested in Montana and 10% harvested in North Dakota. Yields in Montana continue to be poor, but they're stronger in North Dakota. U.S. weekly export sales were 207,000 tons for a season total of 323 million bushels. This is 2% less than this time last year. In Australia, there was not a lot of fresh news for Australia, where future prices are now at pre-war levels, having fallen $27 from last week. In Argentina, Badge says that 70% of Argentina's wheat crop has adequate moisture. There was no update in crop ratings, but last week they were reported to be 18% good to excellent. This compares to 47% good to excellent last year. Wheat harvest in Argentina will begin in November. Upwards of 90% inflation and a deteriorating peso is causing Argentina's farmers to be reluctant to sell their grain. It has come to the point that the government is meeting with farmers to try to convince them to sell. Farm groups are proposing tax concessions in return. In India, the Indian government raised their wheat crop number by 400,000 tons to 106.8 million tons. This compares to the USDA's 99 million ton number. This number is clearly wrong, and most think it is a political attempt to t- temper record high domestic wheat prices. So far, the government's wheat procurement program has only sourced 57% of the wheat it did this time last year. Harvest in India ended in June, and there has not yet been talk of lifting the current ban on wheat exports. The USDA has India exporting 6.5 million tons. In reality, net exports will be close to zero. In China China has issued its first national drought alert for the year, as temperatures have scorched the Yangtze River Basin. This area is their main region for rice and canola production. We now move over to the European Union, where it is almost completely dry, and it is expected to remain that way for at least another two weeks. Moisture will be needed before fall seeding, which usually starts in September. The deteriorating corn crop in the EU will cause them to increase wheat feeding and corn imports. The condition of the French corn crop fell to 50% good to excellent last week. Dry conditions in Bulgaria caused their wheat crop to be 11% less than last year's record crop at 6.3 million tonnes. The drought has also impacted EU durum yields. Strategy Grains put EU Durham production at 6.9 million tonnes. This is now 11% or 800,000 tonnes less than last year. We expect the EU to be strong customers of Canadian Durham this coming year. And finally, the Black Sea. Ukraine is shipping grain out of three of their seaports. So far, 25 ships carrying 630,000 tons of grain have set sail since August 1st. As of Friday, there were 10 additional vessels being loaded. Total grain exports from Ukraine are 3 million tons, down 52% from last year. Ukraine's government says they can export 3 million tons of grain in September, and 4 million tons of grain in October. This would be 15 ships per day, but it might be difficult to find that many ships willing to go to Ukraine. So far, just 41,000 tons of wheat has been shipped out of Ukraine. They'll need to do 1 million tons per month to meet the USDA's 11 million ton number. In Russia, the production potential of their wheat crop continues to be exceptional. Some are putting estimates in the triple digits, compared to the Russian ag-min's 90.5 to 95 million ton number. The Russian export pace continues to be on track to be 30 to 32 million tons, compared to the USDA's 42 million ton number. Similar to the EU, winter wheat growing regions in Russia and Ukraine are very dry. This will be watched as planting will start in the next few weeks. In conclusion, wheat will continue to come under pressure as harvest ramps up in the Northern Hemisphere. Further out, we think wheat will be supported on renewed cash buying, a smaller corn crop, and very dry conditions in some key growing regions of the EU and Black Sea. Until next time, this is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the detailed written report online at saskwheat.ca.